0: Everyone, I'm Isaac Wood.
1: And I'm Amanda Wood.
0: And we are married.
1: <laughs> and this is Rings to Tags.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode nine, Rings to Tags. It's a podcast. I'm Isaac. I'm Amanda. And we are still married. Yay. Nine episodes in.
1: It hasn't wrecked us yet.
0: We'll probably do that joke every episode.
1: I mean,. It's not going to get old.
0: It should stay true.
1: It will stay true. I think that's a little bit what we're going to talk about today. We will. The non-negotiable of that staying true.
0: A little marriage talk today on Rings to Tags. Um, It's been a little minute since we've been together.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're going to get a little more spaced out. Summer was like we could get real fast and furious and hit them every week. And I mean, that pace was probably too fast for everybody Us included. So it's probably going to be more like every two weeks, right? So if you're listening now
0: now and you've missed some episodes. You have
1: time to go back. Go catch up. People have been. I noticed today some old hits, old episodes getting hit multiple times over and over again. So thanks to all of you who have maybe listened to some of the old stuff. And I hope you listen to some of the newer ones, too. Hang out with us. Catch up.
0: So what have we been up to as a as a Wood family? Well,
1: a lot. Really, it's been, I mean, it's been two weeks. What did we have? We have Sullivan.
0: Sullivan turned seven. Seven,
1: seven years old.
0: And what size of the pants he's wearing? Four. 4T's.
1: Four, Four. Four. There are some four Ts. We've mostly gotten them into the five Ts, though. I think I went into That's his good room. good for a seven-year-old. You know, I did go. He can wear the four Ts. And some of the, like, joggers, you know, since they have that kind of cuffed style and they're supposed to hit a little bit above your shoe. Yeah. He's still wearing those in a four T. But I did go into his room a couple of weeks ago and do like a big purge of the things that he can't wear anymore. And some of the decisions mostly were simply, swaddling clothes, <laughs> like onesies and the <laughs> like, um, most of the decisions were made on the basis of not that he can no longer wear this, but like we're just not keeping anything that's a 3T. It's on principle. On principle anymore. Other people can wear these now. He's got other things that he can wear large, and he's going to swim in. We took him to church on Sunday, I think looking like he was wearing his brother's clothes a little bit. It was a little bit large, what he had on, and that sweater was a 5T. So this is the size of seven-year-old human we are well, he
0: looked all kinds of rough, too, because he had a rough first week of his seven-year-old. <laughs> a
1: horrible week.
0: So, what his birthday was on a Friday. His
1: birthday was on a Friday. That was
0: uneventful. I mean, we did... We, well, we had fun. Yeah, we had fun. We
1: went to... There's this little place nearby that's like... I don't even know what to call it. Like, Indoor Gaming Center, maybe? It's
0: called the Fun Lab, that's it's what. It's
1: called a Fun Lab, is what it is and called. that's but
0: exactly what it is. It
1: is, and it's so much fun. And what did we do? We played...
0: So there's mini bowling. There's mini laser bowling. tag.
1: There's these like thick dark rides. There was rides. a laser
0: maze room.
1: The laser maze room. There were
0: these 3D like motion rides, yeah, like, like shooter World type games. Style stuff like uh, way better than you, cars. way better than
1: you're thinking it would be though. Like when yeah. Sullivan was telling me about it, I'm thinking, well, this is like a random, this is a random little room you're in thinking Minneapolis, Chuck e. Cheese, Minnesota, or Dave and, and this Busters. thing was legit. It was really yeah. cool.
0: Um, there was also, there's like this, this big playground thing with like shooting balls, which I'm not giving much justice. Does
1: anybody remember like leaps and bounds from when we were kids? That's what it was. It's like that. It's much smaller of a scale, but leaps and bounds, that type of crawl up in the tubes above uh, everything. It had it has some of that, which is fun.
0: And then there was, bumper uh,
1: cars were the worst experience of my life.
0: Yeah, I didn't. It's been a while since I've been on bumper cars. I think those
1: were unique bumper cars. Those bumper cars were like they were the standard thing where you have the two levers, right hand, left hand, and you have to like shift them backward and forward to like. But
0: turn. then randomly, it would just spin. They you. would
1: just spin. I, I thought I was gonna die. So I, I not even Sullivan wanted I'd to get on. I'd
0: been to Fun Lab with the boys before, so I knew what I was getting into. So I dramamed up. Yes. Because like I that, should have. that shape, the the three D ride. Like, that gets me a little motion sick. That,
1: well, um, they can, like, turn off an individual seat yeah. so it doesn't move at, with me. the motion simulator. And they had Isaacs all turned off for yeah.
0: him. Um, but then bumper cars, like, even on Dramamine, I was, I had to close my eyes and just, like, sit in the corner. Um,
1: Those were terrible. Well, you couldn't just sit in the corner, though, because right when you weren't suspecting it, it would swirl you around yeah. in circles.
0: Um, and then there were the coolest part is they got, you know, this virtual reality stuff.
1: So cool.
0: Um, so the the boys don't listen to this, do they? Because we'll probably Our ha- get podcast? we'll probably no. getting virtual reality for Christmas this year. Well, certainly I don't have them. Listen it's going to gonna it be tough Christmas. for us not to do it's that now. Oculus? But or they, they have. The but at at Fun Lab, they have this. It's like a four person virtual reality set. So you get your you get your headset on. You got your whatever your tool is in your hand, and then you go into this world. But the other people doing it with you, you can see them in the world, and so yeah, usually nice. you're you're supposed to stay in your own little quadrant. And there's some the games are based on you staying on your little quadrant, but you can see everybody. And so the boys and I did this game where we were pirates on a pirate ship, but we were pirate cooks. So we were the chef, and so we had this little kitchen in the middle, and we each had our corners, and then you had um, like a grill and then you had four places for food that you got, and you had to grill, and then you had to chop stuff.
1: Kind of like those and then Diner you had to Dash fill, phone games. You had
0: to fill, and so you had this tool in your hand that you could pick stuff up with, and so you were just moving around filling orders, and the pirates would come, and they had a thought bubble, and it told you what to make for them. But it was so cool, because, so when you see the other people in the world, the other people's headsets are where they are in real life. And so I'm...
1: Height, like they are as tall yeah. as So I, we're in this
0: game, and you're looking, and you, you're at this counter, and there's like four spots, and it was just... Me, Samuel, and Sullivan, and I look across, and there's just these little tiny pirates, <laughs> but they—they they had like, like adult pirate faces, right. and so they—I mean, they were cartoon, but like they had beards and like mustaches yes. and tattoos and stuff, but just little guys wandering just around.
1: Little midgets, with and legs so I—so then you heads. turn
0: and you're doing your—you're serving your pirates, and you're not facing everybody, but when you turn around to like do the things, fry the food, or chop the vegetables, or fill the the drink you're seeing the other two. And so I would be doing it and then I would turn around and then I would see like one little midget pirate <laughs> wandering over and the other little midget pirate with his, in the game, it looked like a knife. And he's just like trying to like knife like, the, the other midget guy.
1: Chop, didn't Sam like chop Sullivan's hand off or something? Wasn't that one of the stories? I
0: don't know that that really happened. I think oh, the hand, they, there was a little malfunction, that. the hand didn't work. But then, oh, okay. And then one little pirate would come and like steal a fish from my from the grill, and like it was just, like, but it was pretty cool to like just that world. Like we played those games like probably five or six times. And pirate game
1: I think lasted like ten minutes.
0: It was ten minutes, legit yeah. ten minutes of like you're doing these things, and it was. Yeah. I mean, I was like getting into it, like yelling, "I'm like, come on, we gotta make more food."
1: It's so realistic, too, because I played the first one. Now, I had a bit of an issue with motion sickness on the virtual reality. My eyes just were, like, not happy about that, uh, well, alternate reality that was being thrust upon them. But the first one we played, we all four played, and it was a shooter game where we were, like, shooting robot aliens or something to that they were, degree. Yeah,
0: we were on, like, a like a like Mars-type a, planet. yeah.
1: And there were, but the, they were like robot spiders is kind of what they looked like. And then yep. some other like robot m- monsters. And it's all around you, you know, so you're like backs are all to each other and you're shooting outward from your little pod. And I was just, it was so realistic feeling that like as a mom, I found myself with moments of like, oh no, Sullivan, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> this thing's coming at him from behind me. And it was just like, he's just barely tall
0: enough to shoot over the He like, is.
1: It's like, it's going to get him. Oh, saying Well, and
0: what gets me in those games is like you're standing there and it's three, it's virtual reality. But like, so like this pirate game, there's countertops, right? Like that's where you chop the stuff. Yes. Well, in my head, like that's a countertop. And it's like amazing how your brain gets duped so quick because I'll go to lean on it.
1: And <laughs> just fall over. And it's the not there in, <laughs>
0: for my real arm to land on. And then like I'm falling and tumbling because I'm trying to lean on this fake Pirate ship. You countertop. did that at
1: our friend's house, though, when we were playing virtual reality. At yes. one point, you tried to like I almost lean went against the fireplace. Wall <laughs> yeah. It wasn't In the well, game, there folks. was a wall,
0: and I was trying to like hide from the the shooter, and I fell. But so that was Friday, and so that I was, was fun. it was a good day for him. And then yes, Saturday, his first day of being well, a seven wanted, year old. Well, he what he
1: actually wanted to do. This is kind of his thing on his birthday. Like on his birthday, regardless of what else is going to go on, he wants to like go play outside at a park. That's just what he wants to do. But his actual birthday weather was freezing and rainy and terrible. So there was no going outside. But the next day was actually a really It was a perfect day nice for laser morning. tag and virtual reality. Oh, yeah. His birthday was a perfect laser tag day. But his the next day, the day after his birthday, was really nice weather. So we went back to a park.
0: And he'd been, the last couple months, or month yeah, and a month. half. He's That's had a boot months. on. Yeah. Um, so we've gotten in a routine of Saturdays going around. The Minnesota has so many different So many
1: amazing parks, like
0: metro parks. Metro parks with a lot of trails. And so we got in the habit of on Saturdays going and just walking around the trails, exploring the different parks and seeing which ones we like. And since and he Sullivan, was in a boot,
1: though, he was in like the he'd stroller. He'd been sentenced
0: to the stroller. And so a couple weeks ago, we'd been to this one that was cool and just had some like hills to it. And Samuel usually takes his scooter, yeah. And so he's scooting around up and down Sullivan, the hills. And so Sullivan, jealous. he wanted to take his scooter and go down the hills, and so that was the whole point of this: was yeah. to go just, out he Saturday. He was talking about it, couldn't. So we win. went out. They we played on this playground for a little while, and then we did the kind of a short track around. Um, and he's riding his scooter down these hills. And, and Sullivan he's been doing
1: it. He's got great balance.
0: He's got great balance. He respects gravity. He always has. He's always he's the kid. He was the kid that as. When he started crawling as a kid, we lived in a house in Wisconsin that had this huge staircase Massive. that you couldn't like gate. No, and so I had to teach him as like a four month old. Uh, no,
1: no, <laughs> that's absurd. He was like ten, nine, ten months. Okay,
0: however old he was.
1: Four months old. Four month old babies don't climb yeah. stairs.
0: But he was four months old when we lived there, didn't he? No. No? Okay, yeah. Okay. So, um, however old he was. Nine, a, ten A months. newly crawling baby. Yeah. Like how to operate old, really. stairs. But yeah. he's never been like, goes tumble. He re- no, like, he, doesn't he was fall not like a kid that. to fall. Um, well, Saturday, he's on this scooter. And so he zooms by, Amanda and I. And then all of a sudden, he starts fishtailing.
1: Horribly, horribly. Just like his life flashed before yeah. my eyes. Style. And then it, it
0: kicks and he goes flying. Flying.
1: And it was an uneven, like, yeah, yeah. it was an uneven path. On it wasn't Blacktop, just a hill. It was all busted up. From, like, I thought he routes. had
0: knocked his teeth out.
1: I thought mouth. for sure he was going to turn around. I thought and his it was just gonna palms were going to be just everywhere.
0: bloody. No blood on his palms. But he just had, somehow he just had one scrape on his forehead. Yeah,
1: it was like his, it's like he hit his head and it just, it was like too clean to be a scrape. It was he like He had to have hit the
0: scooter on the way down or something. It was
1: like it split above his eyebrow. And that's like a really fleshy spot. So that's like really easy to do. But it also bleeds
0: horribly. It did not bleed as much as I thought it was going to.
1: We jumped into gear with like wads of tissues and stuff expecting that thing to just go. that's Saturday. But he looked horrible. Yeah looked horrible. And then of course, picture day, school picture his day picture was, on was on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. And so I literally like sent him in there and I like took, we had a steri strip. He'd been butterflied and everything. And then as it like got a little bit better, I put a steri strip across it to just kind of keep it closed. And so like right before his picture, I just decided that he would look better in it if he didn't have a steri strip. So yeah. we just took the stereo strip off, got his picture and like slapped another one back on. Like, all right, we're good, we're good. We're moving on with life. This is what you look like right now.
0: Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? We're not getting those pictures. We're not buying
1: those pictures. <laughs> Samuel, Sam's trying to grow his hair out. He looks like a cotton puff right now. Like there's just nothing about those pictures that are desirable. But so that
0: was uh Saturday, and then I think it was Wednesday. Tuesday. No, it's Tuesday. It, it was, was right Tuesday after Tuesday when Day. they got home from we got school. Home. We were playing football out in the front yard and natasha the great dane was playing with us she and i threw loves to play football i threw the football and she went after it and sullivan went after it and they both came to it at the same exact moment exact moment and she headbutted him in the cheek
1: horribly and it
0: immediately started to bridge i've
1: never seen anything turn so black so fast in my life it was like i i was immediately like Calling everyone. Do I take him to the hospital? What do I do? <laughs> like what? And amazingly, he's fine. I mean, he looks. I mean, he looks, um, looks like Mike Tyson. He does. His whole his whole side of his face it was black, and it was hard as a rock right away. Yep. And then it softened up, and the bruise started to spread within just a so couple the of kid. hours. Poor kid. Like, but now he's yellow and green. Yeah, it looks worse Oh, it's just awful. Um,
0: but the poor kid is first week as a seven year old well. busts his face and then gets busted in the face again. He yes. looks like a boxer. He
1: looks like a prize fighter. Yeah. Except not prize And then he what did he do oh, you do? Then a couple like days that. ago
0: he was just walking into the bathroom and ran into a door or something. The kid's head is just like
1: he has okay, so we always talk about how small Sullivan is, but like his his body is small. And his head is like a Peanuts character, like Charlie (laughs) Brown. (laughs) He's got all this fuzzy hair and his head's huge. So I think he's like, I think his balance gets thrown off a little bit sometimes by this like giant noggin. He He asked me,
0: uh, or it was yesterday. He's like, Daddy, I want to buzz my head. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, nope, you hit your head on too many things. You hit too many bumps uh-huh. on your head you can't. to get buzzed.
1: he has got He's already got scars on his scalp from ripping it open on yep. something at the park in the summer. And he's turned into our little like injury waiting to happen. So we're just going to have to bubble wrap him and thank heaven winter is arriving. I never thought I'd say that. But winter might be our only chance to keep Sullivan insulated and safe for a few weeks. Because I'm afraid somebody's going to take him away from us. <laughs> They're gonna go. I was afraid to take him to church on Sunday. I sort of judge our church because no one has called us to check on the well-being of our son yet. They should be calling us out by now. What are you guys doing to him?
0: Maybe they will.
1: Oh, it's, it's not that deep into the week yet, I guess. Service was just yesterday. But we're gonna talk about what today officially.
0: Um, marriage. Well, specifically yes. weddings weddings specifically what we say at weddings
1: wedding vows yes what do those mean
0: we're gonna go through uh we'll go through the wedding vows or at our wedding and then just kind of you know double click into them you know hey what? Yeah. Do, we all say them everyone says Zoom something in. um what does it mean what Drill should it down. what should it mean and yeah what's
1: the point why do we say these things to right. each other in Pretty Pretty close.
0: What are we saying? What should we do?
1: All right. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's go. Okay. So I think we'll just start. We'll, I'm going to read the vows that we said at our wedding. Okay. That your dad chose for us. Well, if I remember right, when your, when your dad was like meeting, meeting with us before, he had a whole like book of options there were he was like, do you like these? Do you like those? And we kind of looked through a bunch of them, and they were all they were all like traditional vows, but there are lots of variations on those, and like, kind of every era has a, has a slight tweak, and there's like Catholic vows, and Lutheran vows, and Methodist vows, and just like all of these different versions of it. But they're all they all basically say they they say the same thing. They mean the same thing. They're a traditional vow. So my big thing. Well, I think we said before. My biggest thing was, I didn't want, um, I didn't want the vow that says, "Don't that no one shall tear asunder." Because I was like, "That's it's not a word. I don't want to deal with that one." But we wanted to pick some that had just more relatable language, while still getting all the traditional.
0: You in. may be shocked to know that I don't remember.
1: Oh, well, that does not surprise me. It
0: actually, was I there?
1: Yeah, you were there.
0: I just could see my dad knowing that he's just go to you for that question. But
1: I mean... There, so there's a good chance that we were the only ones actively engaged in this conversation. Yeah. And it didn't take long. Because I wasn't picky. It was a tradition. I remember the
0: asunder thing. The asunder
1: thing was a big deal to me. Because that word has always just driven me crazy. Yeah. Don't use King James English. No one knows it. All right. So I'm going to speak as your dad here. So he obviously did the first part right for the I do's you know you do the, like the one vowel and then it's like I do and then the other vowels like where you're repeating so ours started Isaac will you have this woman to be your wife to live together in the holy covenant of marriage will you love her comfort her honor her and keep her in sickness and in health and forsaking all others be faithful to her as long as you both shall live I do oh
0: see I remember my part
1: you did
0: it was all that practice we did
1: is <laughs> that wonderful rehearsal you are so thrilled with. Okay, and then you move to the part where it's like a repeat. You don't have to repeat after me because that would be weird. But it's I, Isaac, take you, Amanda, to be my wife, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish until we are parted by death. As God, as my witness, I give you my promise.
0: Brings the tags.
1: So two things stand out in these vows for us. To me, the fact that we got in sickness and in health in both sections, I feel like, is been Key. pretty important yes. in our marriage this far. I'm not. Um, I'm not saying that Sullivan is exactly like me in his injury situation.
0: No, he's only five percent of
1: what you. He <laughs> yes, he's not nearly reached the level. Um, but then the second part is, I really liked the language that was at the end of this. I I picked it because I liked the "as God is my witness, I give you my promise," because that's what, like, that's what you're doing here, right? Like these are vows. You're making a vow. You're promising something here. Um, and so for me that was like my biggest that one I love when I listen to our wedding video I love hearing that end that as God as my witness I give you my promise like we're standing in front of God here and we're saying this is our this is our vow not only to each other but to, to him
0: yeah the um, I mean the I do part. Like we're saying it to each other, but yeah. also like that's the, that's a promise to God. Right. In that instance.
1: And the Bible talks about, you know, marriage as like, well, we've talked about this before. He t- The Bible talks about marriage as um, like a mystery and a great picture of the relationship between Christ and his bride, which is the church, right? So everything in marriage is this like beautiful mystery and this beautiful shadow um, echoing out to show us the beauty of that relationship. And um, so I think that it's really important to realize that like this, this thing you're doing in marriage is not just an agreement. It's not just like a piece of paper. It's this, it's this covenant that you're making. That's the word. And covenant, it's like, it's means it's a sacred and irrevocable agreement, right? It like you, that's it. You make a covenant and that's it. And the Bible talks about marriage as a covenant. And so there's also a couple of other things that biblically are talked about as covenants. And we'll see if you recognize someone, some of them. Me? Yeah. Or anybody out oh, okay. in Podland. And if, you know, just let me know if any of these grab you and seem like they're like a big deal. Okay. All. Okay. So there's five major covenants, agreements, sacred irrevocable agreements between God and man. That move the Bible, okay. right? Move the narrative. See if you recognize this one. The Noah covenant. The Noah. Noahic, if you're going to be very fancy. The Noahic well, covenant.
0: that one was, uh, I'm not going to destroy not you gonna it all gonna again. I'm not going to flood
1: this earth again. I'm not going to tear you apart. Yep. Number two, the Abrahamic covenant. By the way, covenant. Um,
0: an important covenant. covenant.
1: Super important. These are all incredibly important. That
0: God made a covenant with us that he wouldn't destroy us all because of how awful we he are. He
1: would not, I mean, you might say, divorce us.
0: Yes. Again. But, um, <laughs> yeah, again. Um,
1: but we talked about we, why he had we to start test, from scratch on that.
0: We test that one often.
1: We try our hardest. Yes. Yeah. yes. So the second one that we see pop up that's a big deal is the Abrahamic covenant, which is? Abraham and God, and what's God telling him at that point?
0: Um, Come on,
1: my third through sixth graders know this.
0: So God is telling him at that point he's making a covenant with Abraham that he's going to bring um, Jesus through Abraham. Is he that uh, no. no, no, he's just that he's going Israel. He's going to make Israel. Israel. Yeah, through but Abraham. that's yeah. but he doesn't
1: really. I mean, there's some messianic stuff in there but
0: oh i see mosaics coming later so i guess nope, that's, still not oh
1: well oh, so I, I read that as
0: messianic Messianic,
1: Sorry. no mosaic yeah so wait so abrahamic covenant is Finish like that one. here's the stars look out right. these are going to be your descendants and the sands and the sands yeah the sands of the earth are going to be your descendants and this is to a child a childless man Right. Right? Like, Abraham doesn't even have a kid. His name is Father, and he has no children at this time. And it's sort of cruel irony. But God's telling him, I'm going to make you a great nation. And your nation is going to endure. And they're going to be my people who I have called. Right?
0: But Jesus is going to be one of them. So I was mostly right.
1: I don't really think there's a... I mean, that's, there's Jesus not a big, there's not a heavy focus one on... One of those stars is Jesus. Messiah. One but of Jesus those pieces is of
0: sand was Jesus.
1: Yes. Yes, it certainly was. So that's right. So then we're track, we're tracking through history, right? And then the next big covenant is the Mosaic covenant, or sometimes called the Sinai covenant. And that was...
0: Why don't you take this one?
1: Okay. <laughs> the Mosaic Ten covenant. Ten commandments? Yeah. So okay. that's when God has just... Um,
0: one son, two shoe.
1: Exactly. The commandments and commandments. So God has just brought Israel at this point. They're, they're the Hebrews out of Egypt, right? The Exodus, and He brings them from just a small little group of Jacob's family, and He send, and He takes them out of Exodus it's millions, right? Just millions, and they're a nation now. It's like Egypt was like the birth their birthplace and he leads them and he's got them at Sinai with Moses and he's like you're a nation now like this is where Israel becomes Israel you're yep. a nation now this is who you are and you're my people and here's your rules and here's how we're going to do things and that's where you know the whole sacrificial system is set up and the whole nine yards so that's where like the Israel that we think of throughout the Old Testament is formed Israel and God is their their king and their a lot leader. of the law and the law comes it, down, which here. comes
0: in play w- right. when Jesus does show up, fulfilling it
1: exactly. So time skips on, and we hit a new covenant. And now none of these new covenants like are replacing; they're not like they're, they're not taking Attitudes. away. Yeah, they're not taking away from anything that's happened before them. So then we get to this like, which
0: t- is good because that first one was God's not going to destroy us all.
1: Yeah, we really don't want him to. Lift Let's not replace the, that. one. We though. don't want the statute yep. of limitations to run up on that one. So the fourth major covenant that moves us to the biblical timeline is the Davidic covenant, which is King David. And here is the one you've been trying to describe the entire time. Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) We found him. So this is where, this is the real messianic covenant, right? Where God tells David, I'm going to bring the Messiah and he's going to be through your line. And there's a whole lot of stuff in there. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna have the throne forever in this way, and this is this is how Jesus is getting here. This is we're on our way, right? And then finally, we have the new covenant, um, which is the big one that we're under now, and that was formed really, actually, um, it's typically talked about as being formed like at the the Passover supper, the Last Supper that he had with the. Um, disciples is really where he's describing this new covenant that's coming in Um, and this is how things are going to go from now on and again that doesn't undo the previous covenants like obviously there are some there are some aspects of the mosaic law that don't apply now that we're under the new covenant but the covenantal promises are all still there and i think that's a big misconception um, that the like old covenant is just like gone and no one cares about that anymore. And then like, right. now we're in the new covenant and no, that's God not, still cares about Like it. God still cares about that. There are some there are some reasons that... Um, I would love to do a 57 podcast series some other time about all the reasons and all the different laws we do and do not obey and why in the old, in the old covenant. But I won't bore you with that you today. Should,
0: that podcast will get done.
1: That podcast yeah. is coming eventually. But the point being that these are all th- this new covenant this new covenant is the covenant that says now there's there's salvation by grace through faith right and all of this like need this imperfect old covenant that left the need to make sacrifices to get you to the end line you can't you know you can't you can't keep the law that's basically the only thing the old testament's showing you so now you need the sacrifice to cover you to like get you to the end line once and for all. Like we're done, done, right? We're done with that. You don't need any more sacrifices. The perfect one has been laid down. And so I say all of this just to illustrate that we're talking, when you're using the word covenant, God is using the word covenant for marriage. God doesn't use that word life. Right. He means some serious life-altering stuff. Stuff. And this marriage covenant... That he's telling us to enter into together is it's part of all of this right it's part of this like plan for the ages and this purpose and this like teaching us who he is and what he wants with us what he wants in his relationship with us so that's why i just think it's like a really big deal and so often in culture we look at it as if it's just like a contract between two people um but it's it's not and it's between three of it's this covenant it's a much bigger it's a much much bigger word and it's between three of us it's the man the woman and god and so when you're standing in front of the church and you're saying these like vows to each other you're not just saying that to the human person like standing across from you you're saying them before god and you're saying god we vow to you that like we're forming this triangle and like this is what we're gonna be from here on out as a picture of your love.
0: And I look back and we've—I think it was first podcast—we shared the story of how we came together. So if you're listening to this one, and you haven't heard that one. Go back to episode one. Yeah, start do from it. The beginning. Click like, subscribe. Um, but that, you know, God's presence was so involved in bringing us together. Yeah. Um, that you can make a statement like that, and I know like. You and I are like, yeah, like God's involved in this, and it's like if you if you're approaching married life without God involved at all, it becomes it's just up to then you and the other person. So I just man, those are two flawed people, whoever you are.
1: It's no wonder the divorce rate is so high because nobody can do that. It's sort of like how the it's sort of like how the Old Testament existed to show us. That you can't keep the law, like marriage is a similar. When you look at marriage and like and divorce, it's sort of a similar shadow to that. You know what I mean? You can't keep like you can't keep this marriage covenant. You can't keep it without God. Yeah, you need Him to fill in. You need His like sacrificial love through you to fill in that part where you like you fall short of the line that makes you being be able to be in covenantal love and covenantal relationship with someone like you're incapable of it just like the Israelites were incapable of like keeping the law
0: so do you want to you want to go back through some of these like obviously some of these yeah. are more uh, uh famous than others like some of these sayings
1: yes uh, like
0: we talked about sickness and health um briefly briefly but that's it we'll, we'll import, get we'll
1: get back to that one so let's we wanna res- go through and hit we'll some of the highlights the like not not so we word started by word already, but. right like live together in the holy covenant of marriage like we st- we i think made a good point on that one that that's the big part that matters here right you're you're saying to god this is a holy covenant this is not just like something i am doing because like you're cute and we'd have cute kids and this is what people do um it's it's something we're doing because god has established it as a beautiful picture of his love for us and it's no wonder why that our society and our culture tries to cheapen it so dramatically for what it's actually a picture of. So we talked about the Holy Covenant part. Yep. And then go to, will you love her? Love
0: her, Comforter, her, honor her. Keep her. Keep her. I think those kind of all together. And they repeat, together. these repeated the same way, just replaced her with them on yeah, your Yeah,
1: they get okay. repeated back from my perspective.
0: Um, I mean, I think those are pretty, um, so the, the first one that really kind of jumps at me is and forsaking all others, be faithful to her. Yes. And
1: what that mean, what does that mean really?
0: The forsaking all others.
1: That's a really emphatic statement.
0: That's all others. Everyone. That's your friends. Yes. That's your coworkers. That's your family. That's your job. It's your right. family. The other family. Yeah. Um. It's that's and, it's it's your kids. Um, yeah. It's. It's your church. Yep. It's not God.
1: No. That's the only one. That is the (laughs) only one. And forsaking all others be faithful.
0: That does not mean like screw all those people. No. But it's a priority. Yes. It's an order.
1: And I think I like how you called out all of those others because I think the first thing that people think of is, oh, I'm not going to like be with anybody else. I'm going to date anybody else. I'm not going to. Whatever, I'm not going to have that again. I'm just going to be married to you. Okay, whatever, right. I'm faithful. Or, or like your fidelity. Yep. Like they think of it in terms of your fidelity. And that's true <laughs> that you absolutely, absolutely should. You should do that. Have that as a very high priority. But it's more, it is also even from that perspective more than just your fidelity. It's not just like did you cross a tr- like the ultimate line. But like do you look at other people Like, when you're walking down the street, are you thinking in your brain, oh, maybe if I had married that person instead, or whether it's someone you know or a stranger you see or however it – I feel like people think those are, like, innocent thoughts here and there, but really that is a violation of this, like, forsaking all others' vow. It's not like, oh, you're never going to, like, notice that another – like okay is somebody attractive are you an attractive human being well like i have eyeballs right. i can see if someone is an attractive human being but it's like what do you do with that information when it processes through your brain if you're dwelling on it you're really not forsaking all others even if you've never right you're still entertaining the thought of you
0: but where i think people others. get i think you can i think you can get caught up only in that
1: Yes. And that's why I said I was glad that, that, that you brought of, up the other part of it too. Oh,
0: but well, I'm just gonna pay really close attention and to not, not cheating. Cheat, not not in my case, look at other girls and uh, envision marrying anyone else. Like, you know. But there's other this forsaking all others. It doesn't say all other girls or girlfriends no. or potential wives or it means whatever. nobody
1: comes between it's, this and like
0: it, And I think it's so it's I think it's your so common.
1: family that you're starting.
0: It, it's so there's so common for some of those other realms, those other people in our lives to infringe on your relationship with your spouse.
1: It is. Whether
0: it's um parents? family members, parents, siblings, friends, co- coworkers, yeah. like like a job, a career, boss. Right. Um you know even you know in many cases like what you're doing at at church and your service yeah absolutely um, you can and uh that's it's important that that all others is lined out and that's why that kind of jumped out of me that you know your spouse is your a1 number one
1: ride or die baby um
0: that you are to be faithful to them yeah and that will probably sometimes mean you're missing out on things. Yeah. Sometimes it's, cruel.
1: and you might even have to like hurt other people to choose
0: in their your yeah in their eyes yeah yeah
1: in their eyes. And it might not be that you're being cruel or unfair. Right. You might be, be being very even and kind and fair, but it's going to still be hurtful. Like if you have to choose, if you have to tell your mother that. She can't. Um, that she can't interfere with your wife and the way she's running her house, or right. if you have to tell her, she has to tell her father that he can't. Come yeah, this goes both ways. House. Yeah, you know, like all of these things that these are. I think those are fairly common, like examples yeah. of yeah. Um, kind of like tension points that you can see with parents, or you know, you have to tell your sister she can't show up every night. And infringe yeah. on that time you have with your husband. And it doesn't mean you don't love those people and you don't care for those people and you don't honor them. But you have to, at the end of the day, you have to be able to like choose your spouse. And you have yep. to say like what we need, with the two of us, you and I need, is the most important thing. Now, there are limits to that. If you're being like a raging, selfish psychopath all the time, even if you're doing it together, that's not like, the right thing to do. I think God has provided other biblical bounds for how we shall conduct ourselves in these sorts of manners. But assuming that you are, you know, staying within those other, those other boundaries of proper Christian behavior and somebody else gets hurt by the fact that you have to say, nope, I have to choose this person. Remember why you have to choose them. It's this forsaking all others. It's part of this covenant, this covenant Um, bond that you have formed that you have promised your spouse and you've promised God that you will do
0: yeah and then you I mean so you mentioned the sickness and health shows up in both kind of sections of this the other thing that shows up the other thing that shows up in both sections of this is that you know we're in this so we die yeah. Rings to tags. As long like it's as right you there. Both Rings live. to tags is right there yep. in the vows. Little did we know. Put the rings
1: on until you have the tags we, on.
0: We, like when we said Sport these, like at what point in this, like we put the rings on the finger at the end of these vows, I think, in the ceremony.
1: That's a really excellent question.
0: Let's just say I it was think. at the end of it, and so. But we were making the promise. I think you when like
1: we, say the vows and then you do the little ring.
0: You're you're putting the ring on the finger, yeah. and you're making the promise that you'll All be there until the tags are on the toe.
1: Putting the rings on, yeah. Rings
0: to tags. It's there, it's like right there. In the first in part it's as long as you both shall live, and then in the second until half we are it says until we are parted by death. Yeah. Like until there's a tag on your toe, this is what your covenant is, and
1: that's not just a suggestion.
0: It's the covenant.
1: It's the covenant that you're agreeing to when you stand up there. And that's why, like, God God does not... God hates divorce, right? We hear that a lot. He hates divorce. He hates divorce because it's breaking this solemn vow that you're covenant. making to one another. This covenant that you're making with one another. God doesn't break covenants. Look at the Noahic, the Abrahamic, the Mosaic, the Davidic, and the New Covenant. He has not broken any of these. These... The, the, he talked to Noah and he talked to Abraham and he talked to Moses and all of the Israel nation that he had created. He talked to David. He talked to the mm-hmm. disciples. All of these things he has set, they exist. He doesn't break his covenants with us and he doesn't allow like a realm in which it's okay to just break a covenant. Now, he does like he does allow divorce in certain cases and there, you know, that could be a whole other podcast about, you know, there are some cases where he allows it, but you'll note that even in those cases where he allows it, it's never a command or even necessarily like a recommendation for what you should do in that situation. Like it's, if your spouse is, you know, sexually, um, deviant. Yeah. If they're, if they are, you know, immoral, you are allowed. There is an allowance there, right? To to separate that marriage into divorce. But it's never like you must. Right? There's still like God's heart is for forgiveness and reconciliation in every marriage. Yep. And he is capable of achieving that even in the worst people. Um, but because of the nature of the fact that that other person has already broken your covenant, there is a, there is a slightly different... allowance there but he hates it he doesn't want you to break this covenant and he knows it's harmful to you to do so and when you're talking about marriage being a picture of the gospel and the picture of the love that God has for his church it's divorce is an attack on that it's like it's like an apostasy to say like well I'm gonna say that that can be broken because it can't right And when you see in the scriptures where it talks about, like, you can, you know, there's some, there are some ways that you can either divorce or, like, be separated. But there's this, like, whole section that talks about, like, you can separate a marriage and you can, like, if it's not safe or something like that for you guys to, like, live together as one at this time, like, you can separate a marriage as far as like a physical living situation, and you're not actually not married,
0: but reconciliation the, is the goal, and,
1: and and you're not God's not seeing you as not married to one another, so like you're still married, and then if you would say because the law lets you, like our law and our culture lets you, if you then marry someone else, like by this, well, you're not really not married to the first person in God's eyes, because there's just there's a total difference between what God says is his cov- your covenant with Him right. and what our our state says. Here's the laws that we govern our tax marriages by. So
0: you've got all these covenants written out for us here. Yeah. Right? And so it's no- Noahic covenant. Yeah. Abrahamic covenant. And we could
1: just say like the Noah covenant, the Abrahamic covenant. Mosaic
0: covenant. Covenant. Right. Davidic covenant. 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 I'm putting an You're R putting in
1: there. Rs in there Sorry. all over the place. <laughs> um,
0: but then it's just new covenant. New
1: covenant. Why
0: couldn't it have been? Like, why isn't it...
1: Pauline Covenant? <laughs> because I guess... Jezu- like you don't Jesuit Covenant? Jesuit? Jesuit?
0: Jesusic Covenant? Is that maybe why? Because they couldn't put an ick on Jesus?
1: I don't know. I mean... I he- need
0: you to do history research on why that's just New Covenant.
1: Because...
0: New Testament scholars got lazy?
1: No. Okay, so hold on. Let me maybe... Do you have an answer for shuffles. this? I think I have an answer for this. Shuffle through my Bible pages. It's... um. I think it comes from Jeremiah...
0: Jeremiah said you can't put an ick on Jesus?
1: No. Oh. Jeremiah. (laughs) In Jeremiah. Yeah, I found it. Jeremiah. uh, Wait, I don't know what chapter I'm in. I found the verse and I don't. 31, right? Yeah, 31,
0: 31. So for the record, you just found that. I threw this. This was not on our notes. No. I pulled this out of nowhere, threw it at you. You pulled your Bible from over on the couch. I think it was closed. Opened it up. And within four seconds had this answer to why there's no ick on Jesus.
1: I'm very good at this. Yeah. Okay.
0: I just, I, I, there's no editing in this. I just want the people to know.
1: Yes. Okay. So this is why it's called the new covenant. It's not about why there's no ick on Jesus. It's this Jeremiah 31:31. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt. That's the Mosaic covenant. My covenant, which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. So that in Jeremiah 31 is where God is first first introducing. So God named it. Yeah, he named it, the, I will make a new covenant. So that's why this is the new covenant. It's arrived. So this is where it New-ic arrived. We could do the
0: Newick covenant? The Newick. The Newick covenant?
1: <laughs> we can call it that if it makes you feel better. It does. But God's saying, I'm going to, this is what it's going to look like. And instead of having the law, you're going to have me. I'm going to be written in your heart. This is where that law is going to be. And you're going to have it from inside of you. And so it's just, it's new. So it's not attached to any one person. He's not promised. It's not like Jeremiah's covenant. Right, it's the covenant he's going to institute. It's coming. He's not making the covenant there with Jeremiah. He's right. just telling Jeremiah the prophecy that he says coming soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He put the movie poster coming up. Coming soon, Newick New Covenant. Newick, Newick, the Newick Covenant. <laughs> All right.
0: Sorry, I just I was, that jumped out of me, and you had an answer to it. I was not expecting that, but that yeah. happened in real time. You guys just witnessed that you in should real time. Start,
1: I mean. It typically happens. It happens in
0: real time. That. That's my life right there. <laughs> um, so as we move into the second section, um, you know, I think the for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, and sickness and in health. Um, I feel like those all kind of round up into like
1: no just matter through what. the
0: roller coaster of life. You these, know, like I know we've had happen. we've had better, we've had worse, we've had richer, we've had poorer, we've yep. had even poorer. <laughs> um, sickness. I, we haven't had a whole lot of health. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I mean, not, like,
0: actually, as I said, like, we have great we health. We have
1: actually good health. It's just, it's, it's a just, running, it's a just running, have, like, joke that running you have. injury report. Yeah. Your really. joints
0: were not made correctly. Yeah. And I'm accident but, prone.
1: And yeah. Sullivan's now. Accident prone, yes. so it's just like it's kind of a running joke. We do have more. We than have great health though. of yeah bumps and bruises.
0: There's people that we th- we. Have I would much health. take. I would much um, rather
1: take ours than what yes. many are suffering. Yes.
0: um But at, what this is saying is like, and this is what I think in today's culture, especially in America, and even in the American uh, church. Yeah, we just went just as to be soon so as as soon as. All the time. It's not great.
1: Oh, God wouldn't want me to be unhappy. Like,
0: forget better or worse. It's just when it's not great. Perfect. When it's if not If it's ideal. not phenomenal, then when, I'm out. And when it's
1: not what, hold on, you thought right. for yourself right. in your mind right. was your plan ahead of time.
0: Right. Yeah. That's where
1: we start to get Did all we just squishy tap out? and whiny.
0: We, get, we tap out and it's I got to go get me and I got to focus on me and what about me and I got to develop myself and I've yeah. got needs and you're not meeting them. And so, yeah, like just for better or for worse, for richer for poor, for sickness and all, like you signed up. You signed for up the for the good this. and the bad. And yeah. the reason and that that's there is because there's going to be good and there's going to be bad. And
1: part of the reason there's going to be bad is because you're tying yourself to another sinful, imperfect individual who is in need of a savior and they may or may not rely on him
0: we both of those two sinners live in a fallen world right that's just
1: but we have a perfect savior as part of this marriage that we've already said can make up that part that we lack in and that part that we're going we're absolutely guaranteed to fall short in that gap between what we're capable of and god's ideal marriage covenant he stands in
0: and I, and I I believe, um, I'm a big believer that challenges are opportunities.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: and, I, and James says it in James chapter 1. He's talking to individuals. Joy. Count it all joy when you face trials and tribulations. Yep. Because, you, because know. you know that those trials and tribulations are going to make you, they're going to lead you to become God's version of yourself. Yep. Right. And so I think that applies to marriages, too. And so when your marriages go through the worse, poorer sickness parts, right, go through the valleys, Those are the opportunities for your marriage to become better, for your marriage to become closer to each other and closer to God through the trials and tribulations, because it's going to build up endurance. Yes, it builds up endurance, and that leads you both to become more like Christ. And I know we've experienced that. Like our, like our largest leaps forward in spiritual maturity and also in closeness as a couple have come through the hard times yeah like it's not the good stuff the good stuff is great we can enjoy it but that doesn't do anything for us
1: we so seldom self-evaluate when everything's going fine or great especially like when everything's fantastic you don't ever think oh well could something change? What's my role in this? What's like, what, what could be better? Or what can I learn from this? Or what can I take to the next season? We're so, when things are really, really good, we're so prone to becoming just utterly navel-gazing. And we're so self-involved. Yeah, staring at your own, pontificating your own belly button. You've never heard anyone say that before No, I've well, never Well, you heard. have now. <laughs> just to be so enthralled with I, yourself I, that I all you think about my is, belly button all night long now. It's just a common trope of being so self-involved that all you can do is like think of your own belly button basically is what it's saying, but navel gazing. Um and that's a th- distraction. I have not
0: thought about my belly button in a long time.
1: Well, good. You must be growing in your spiritual walk. Man. Who knew the two were connected? You, apparently. (laughs) You, I I know a lot of things. Stick with me, you'll go far.
0: (laughs) Um, So I think, but that's, for better or worse, rich or poor, sickness and health. I think that's just, that's the sentiment there, right? Like, um, but then the part that I wanted to also get to is actually before that part. Um, This jumped out to me as we were kind of rereading this. It says to have and to hold from this day forward. Yeah. And it just reminded me, there's multiple times in scripture where marriage is referred to, right? There's, um, you know, in Genesis, there's Adam and Eve,
1: their first, the first marriage. And
0: God refers to it. Then Jesus brings, talks about marriage. Yep. Paul talks about marriage. And, um, in each one, the same phrase is actually used to describe it. in many of those cases, right. And it's, something along these lines of a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to yeah. his wife. And that's what to have and to hold reminds me of. You like
1: belong it's to one another,
0: but it's so one. And I remember my parents who were a uh, mother and father of three boys. When we got engaged, like they pulled that verse out and mm-hmm. said, it's on like, you're commanded to leave us and go, be one with your wife, like, right. like, and so there's this like, she like she trumps us, right? Is what they told him. Me
1: and they've always, always behaved as if they believed that.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's but there's this to have and to hold, and so there's this like like you have each other, like that's that marriage commitment, like you're there, yeah. like it's like you're you doing have, this thing together. But that you hold, and I think that's Cleave, that's I believe the is a
1: common phrase.
0: Yeah, that's what it like. What the Bible tells us to do is to leave your mother and father and to go draw near,
1: cling, hold fast,
0: cling to your wife, and that's this like just this this intimacy of like
1: you can envision this like physical cleave and cling. They have this like this illustration of a physical closeness that cannot be separated
0: and just to hold like to to hold like to just to hold someone is like comfort like you when you hold each other there's this this comfort there's this this um foreverness there's this oneness oneness that's like you know no matter if you're happy or sad like i'm holding like i've got it Mm -hmm. i'm holding you i'm owning that like it's that's part of me now. Like I'm holding you. And so that's like, it's, it's biblical. Like every, it it just struck me that, you know, God, like when he described Adam and Eve at the beginning, he said, like, think about, think about Adam and Eve, right? Right. Adam and Eve in Genesis, it said man should leave his husband or leave his mother and father and go clean to his wife, which
1: neither of them. They did not have
0: mothers and fathers.
1: They did not have that.
0: They but that was called out. Yeah. Um, and so that's when it was called out. Jesus does the same thing and quotes the same phrase. Yep. And then Paul in Ephesians quotes the same phrase. Like that's right. an important thing. So like to leave your parents and, and to hold.
1: And start your own covenant. Your
0: own deal. And I think that's, it's so important. And I think there's so many husbands and wives. Absolutely. That get stuck at, not ever leaving their family.
1: Yes, yes, it's a huge problem for people, and absolutely, like the, the scriptures also tell us to honor our parents, right? Honor your father and mother, um, and that's 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 true and that's real. Obey your parents, but I do I do think that what this is telling us here is when you make this covenant to someone else, I don't think that takes away your honor. Right. Like you're still commanded to honor your parents, but um, obey is slightly different at that point. You know, you, you've grown. Obey is a, a child's command um, with their parents. Honor is a lifelong command.
0: Well, uh, yeah, and parents. I think those... And
1: you can honor them without doing everything they say or, you know, just because something they say something, they don't like something or something hurts their feelings or this or that. If Like we said before, if you're operating... If you're operating with your spouse and with God in the proper bounds and you know that what you're doing is what God wants you to do for your family, then you're allowed – you know, you can stand firm – and say this: This is our decision, with all the love and honor. Well, and in the world, I
0: think those verses are repeated so often in the Bible, just as much for the parents, absolutely, for the mother and father, as they are for
1: yes, for the husband hey, and wife. Your kid needs to leave you. It's not about you anymore. Right?
0: You did go good. You release. got him here. Release, yeah. Um. And so that just jumped out of me that to have and to hold, though that less the the leaving part but that that having and hold like the having is like the legal aspect of you're married yeah right but the holding is a different like you can have things that you don't hold yes um
1: people can be in loveless marriages yep they have each co- other but still but, you're, you're, your, but they're not your holding.
0: covenant your your vow is one to not only will we be but we will but I will hold like I will hold you. I will be involved in this. We right. we will be connected.
1: Right. And I think that's a good place to point out that like all of these things are a choice, right? I think we very culturally get incredibly hung up on the thought that love is a feeling and love is an emotion. And I know we've talked about this before, but love is love is a choice. Love is action. Love has a definition of what it is. It's not a gushy romantic. Those those are wonderful and can absolutely be part of it. But that is not what keeps you in covenant. What keeps you in covenant is not like that he has like great abs and super cute. That's not going to keep you in covenant. The covenant is this like decision that no matter any of these things, I am going to love. And that's love that can endure. That's real love.
0: And it, it's and a, that's how it's a it choice lacks. that you have to keep making. Like, you do, and I sometimes think,
1: you can love that think, person and you don't like them that day.
0: I think so often, like we say these things on wedding day, and we're like, yes. okay, that was the choice. But then we. We think that we made the choice we don't and it's have to done. keep but it's like that's it's a choice we have to make every day. And it's it's similar it's very similar because God designed it as a picture of Jesus in the church.
1: You have to but do it's the same very for him. similar
0: to what we have to do with Jesus was Jesus says every day. Pick up your pick cross. up your cross
1: and follow me every single day make this decision
0: you gotta choose it every day because just like just it, like at
1: the beginning with God a lot of times like you get this big mountaintop experience at your conversion moment and you feel you feel all of these things you have these yep. big emotions that's not gonna last but even for God you are not gonna keep feeling in those your relationship in feelings. your relationship
0: with Christ every day is a choice between Jesus and yourself like yourself you're the you're the other option. Yep. Like it's not Jesus and the devil; it's Jesus and yourself. Those that's your choice every day, yep. and it's the same thing in marriage. It's are you choosing us or are you choosing you? Yep. Um, and there's days that we there's days that we both wake up and live most of the day choosing ourselves. Absolutely. Um, those days are more strenuous on our marriage than the days that we are choosing us. And, and they're so going to keep happening. The marriage was designed. Less. Marriage was designed to be. A picture of Jesus's relationship with us.
1: Yes, Christ in the church with the
0: church as a an a macro level, yeah. but at the us individually, you at being an individual level, we're parts of the church. The, the, church of the church is church. made of us. Yeah, um, and so every day it's a choice, and so the, I encourage everyone choose today,
1: yeah, to yeah. be in us until we are parted by death
0: until you got tags on your toes that and means you I, made it
1: and I I like th- how we, we said until we are parted by death I like that because I feel like that was kind of almost like a foreshadowing for what we would have as such a central like like ministry in our lives for people in marriage of like rings to tags that's it but that is where I didn't want like the let no man tear asunder because <laughs> yeah. another way to kind of say that is until we are parted by death is that man may not separate. And it's God separating. It only so with death, it's only God separates this particular covenant. And when you say let man not separate, that's you, that's your spouse, that's whatever laws are available to you. Like that is that's the command, right? Like it's you're you're in it, you're in it till the end, and only God, because you are not just making this covenant with each other. You're making it with him. I cannot say that enough times. That's why we can't just end it. That's why man can't separate it. Man cannot separate God's law. Man cannot separate God's covenant. So I think it's just really, it's really important to look at these vows and say, in our modern marriage ceremonies, do we understand, do the bride and groom, do the people sitting there, do the pastors preaching the ceremony, do we understand the high, high calling that we're answering in the words that we say in these moments, or are we just kind of doing something cute and we wanted a really big fluffy dress and see back into a previous podcast where I went on a little bit of soapbox rant about writing your own vows, don't do that.
0: (laughs) Don't don't promise um, not to
1: hide the remote control. Promise in the holy covenant of marriage to not be parted until death. Promise that. That's worth something.
0: I was just reminded of this lyric from a Johnny Swim song. Not rings to tags, not the guys, same one. Yeah. Not devastating. Um, no, it's one called um, "Live While We're Young," but it says it's talking about having this this burning fire of like desire inside of you, um, and it says, "But the only way you'll find to quench these embers is killing me." Yeah, and it's like that's what your marriage should be about. Yeah. That like that you are, no matter what's going on. There's embers burning inside you. The only w- the only way anyone's going to quench those is, is by killing you. you. And that's Put not just
1: romance. Like, again, I have to underline. Like, that's not romance and date night that keeps your embers from going out. That's Cosmopolitan Magazine.
0: It's a choice.
1: This is a choice. This is meaning it before God. And you say you work in us through our marriage because we are surrendered. And so our marriage is surrendered and our life is yours.
0: So go choose your spouse. Every day. Right now.
1: Yes. Do it. Do
0: it now. Go. Also, choose to we're follow done.
1: Rings to Tags Choose on to Facebook follow us. and Instagram and listen to us in all the places.
0: Subscribe, like.
1: Comment, question.
0: But choose your spouse first.
1: Because we don't rank your spouse. No. Never. Close second. <laughs> Maybe. I hope not. All right, (laughs) bye, y'all.